Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output Podcast, we've got stories about a new gaming console and next-level video art. This machine represents the blood, sweat, and tears of so many people. To be able to sit down and play at 120 frames, it's going to be (laughs) insane. The Xbox Series X is here, and it's a gaming monster. InputMag.com Senior Reviews Editor Ray Wong recently wrote an overview of what's being touted as the most powerful console ever created. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. One thing you might immediately notice is how easily the new Xbox Series X's plastic scratches and scuffs. It's not high quality plastic by any means. The matte finish also picks up fingerprints quite easily and you can see it in certain lighting. Get a pair of white gloves if these things trigger you. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Hello again. So earlier this year, you were on the show talking about how the PS5 was ugly. <laughs> I did. How does the Xbox Series X compare? Well, the Xbox Series X is kind of like the complete opposite. If the PS5 is like a structure or a product that is actually like designed, the Xbox Series X is kind of like the opposite of that. It's just like this very plain, very minimalist black box. And that's on purpose and by design, you know? Microsoft's strategy is not to sell you a console this time around. It is to sell you a platform that you can play your games on anywhere. So Microsoft actually doesn't care if you buy the brand new Xbox Series X or the Series S, so long as you're playing Xbox games, whether that's on the current gen Xbox One series, or you're playing it via Android with xCloud, or you're playing it with Game Pass, or you're playing it on PC. As long as you're playing games, that's what Microsoft is happy about. They're trying to like basically transform Xbox from being a console specific experience to a services experience. You choose your device and play the games however, wherever you want, and they collect the check. (laughs) So you've had some time to play around with this new Xbox. What are your impressions? I mean, Microsoft builds this as like the most powerful console ever. And the specs definitely back that up. It's got like 12 teraflops of processing power. If you even know what that means and if that even matters to you. 16 gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte of like solid state storage. I think like 800 and two of that is actually accessible there's so many specs packed into this thing and basically what you're getting is like a pc like game experience you're getting ray tracing you're getting you know instant resume which lets you get into your games really quickly the load times have been cut down significantly i mean all this stuff is really great but you also need like a 4k tv you want a 4k tv that also supports 120 hertz to really get the most out of this console now do you really have to go out and buy one probably not it is like 500 dollars, and they do have like a cheaper optical drive free version that's digital only that one is the xbox series s that one is 300 dollars. but again it doesn't really matter where you play your games so you know it is a new console but it doesn't really feel like there's a lot there you know so have you actually played any games on it yet I've been playing a couple of games that I've been given media and press access to. I can't say that all these games have, you know, really impressed me. They're all games that you can actually buy and play on Xbox One. So if you have an Xbox One, Xbox One 
S, Xbox One X. The name is like super confusing. I wish Microsoft had chosen like a better name for the new console. If you have an existing Xbox, you can actually play these games. You just won't get the highest fidelity. So you won't get the ray tracing. You won't get the higher frame rate. But these games are all very much playable. And for a lot of people, higher frame rate and slightly better texture, you know, lighting effects that you know move and follow you when you're you're moving your character around. Like for a lot of people, that is very insignificant. And until more games come out, making the the leap to the next gen console just doesn't really make a lot of financial sense for a lot of people. The thing is, like, Microsoft doesn't really have exclusives on the xbox series x whereas you know ps5 and sony they're really trying to secure like more exclusives in the very traditional sense of like hey look we got these specific exclusive games that you can't get on xbox or other platforms that's why you should buy this console and microsoft's just like we've got a lot of games you know we've got a lot of old games as well you know you can play all your virtually all of your xbox one and Xbox 360 games and Xbox games. That's three generations of Xbox games on your Series X. So, you know, they really went the extra mile to push backward compatibility and optimize older games to run in a modern way. So all these old games that maybe, you know, were kind of slow or, you know, the frame rates were bad or the graphics just didn't look good. They've been given a makeover to play and look better and run faster on the new console. So again, if that matters to you, then get a new Xbox. So I guess the ultimate question is you haven't gotten the PS5 yet, but for someone on a limited budget, which one should they choose? I can't really make that decision for anyone. It's really which platform you prefer. I've always been more of a PlayStation guy. I want exclusives like Final Fantasy, which so far have been exclusive to PlayStation, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, one of my favorite games of this year. That was exclusive to PS4. Can't play it on Xbox. So you're going to have to kind of look at the games and see which games you're interested in playing and whether you can wait for them to come to Xbox or, you know, play them exclusively on PS5. So is there a killer game coming out for the Xbox Series X? Is there a Halo on the horizon or something along that lines? Yeah, so there's no Halo at launch, which is a big bummer. But Halo Infinite is coming out in 2021. It got a lot of backlash when it was announced because the graphics just didn't really look up to snuff. The ray tracing, you know, the higher resolution textures just looked so current gen or even last gen that they went back to the drawing board and they're reworking on it. It's been delayed. Hopefully they beef it up a little bit and it looks more like a game worthy of your money and worthy of a next gen console. You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wongi. Now on to today's second story. An animated GIF is an image that's been encoded using the graphics interchange format where it has multiple frames encoded into a single image file and a web browser or other piece of software will play those images back in animated sequence automatically. Infinite Objects is a New York-based company that sells limited edition video art in what look like digital picture frames. InputMag.com news editor Craig Wilson recently wrote about the company and how it takes GIFs and videos to the next level. Here's Craig reading an excerpt from his piece. The art world, like the luxury fashion realm, demands scarcity. It requires tangible objects that can be traded, sold, and bid on, and it prizes desirability. For art to succeed, 
someone must be thrilled to have nabbed something that, in the act of being nabbed, deprives someone else of fulfilling their own desire to possess it. Those are easy prerequisites to meet with oil on canvas. With digital video, it's much harder. Infinite Objects, a New York-based company that prints videos, believes it has the solution. Welcome back to the show, Craig. Thanks for having me, Mark. So when you say that this place prints videos, you put that in quotes, maybe you could describe it to the listener. Absolutely, Mark. So I think the easiest way to think of these is high-end digital photo frames, at least for a frame of reference. So, you know, we've seen these around there, you know, a little iPad-sized display or smaller, often with a even bezel around the edge and angled so as to look like a picture frame. And then traditionally you can use a USB port or something on the side or the back to upload images to it and then have them cycle through them. This is that idea, but for the world of high art. So instead what you have is a display that's made out of a high quality acrylic substance, usually translucent, but it doesn't have to be. And then there is a high quality LCD panel built into this. And the major difference here, I guess, between a conventional display or or digital photo frame and these is that you can't change what you put in an infinite object display. So as you sort of open the box, a battery in it allows for it to turn on. And so there's the sort of moment of awakening. And then there's a magnetic cord in the back that sort of harks back to the MagSafe, now unfortunately defunct charging cable that you used to get with a Macintosh. So it magnetically clips into place. And the idea is that you plug the infinite object into a wall plug and it then cycles and runs through the video on it for, you know, essentially the rest of time, or I guess at least until the power goes out or the display itself degrades. But the idea is that you take a video clip and you turn it into a piece of art in the same sort of way you would a framed picture on your wall or on your desk. Now, there's one piece of art that we show called Squish Screen, which looks a bit like a lava lamp. This would really appeal to stoners, don't you think? (laughs) Absolutely. So Squish Screen was one of our sort of ends to this discussion with the company. And that's because it was a highly successful piece that it sold in its original run. It partners with artists. And in this case, that is a piece by a Brooklyn-based 3D designer named Frank Gazzoni. And he has done a couple of follow-up pieces for them. And each of these pieces are limited to 100 units. So there's an inscription on the back to let you know that. And I I chatted to Frank the other day about it. And one of the other things he does is he guarantees that he won't show or present or distribute the videos that he puts on these displays anywhere else. You know, it's about that notion of scarcity and that, you know, were you to share it around or were it easy to duplicate, you erode that value that they're trying to create with these objects. But aside from the art prints, which can range from 100 to $300 each, Infinite Objects is also offering the ability to make your own infinite object with your own video or GIF. And those start at a much more affordable $69 each and go up depending on the scale that you want them to be. But I think as a gift or as a physical object of something that's usually limited to digital form, it's kind of akin to printing photos, which is another activity that so few of us do to turn digital artifacts into something tangible and something 
decorative. And I found that idea of using the physical to manifest the digital such an interesting and kind of charming one. I can definitely see this being something that would be on a Silicon Valley bro's desk. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, there's that too. It has an undeniable appeal for techies, of course. I particularly like the notion that you can put as much as eight gigs on one of these and they loop, you know, from the end of each clip immediately. So in theory, you could put a 24-hour clip on this. And so you could have something that takes place in real time over the full course of a day that then loops, you know, perpetually. But I'd have to think hard about what sort of project I could do that would last that long and that I'd be interested in seeing over and over and over for potentially for months and years to come. You can follow Craig on Twitter at Craig Wilson and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. 